Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Killigan Circumstances. I'm your host, Marian Angelus, and this is our show. And as you guys can see today, it is... I'm a little tired. <laughs> it is like, what, 4 o'clock right now? I'm a little sleepy, <laughs> I'll admit. But today is pretty good. This episode will definitely be filled with a little bit of tears, so just to let you know, have some tissues out, and get ready to join in this journey with me. So today's movie that we're going to be talking about is Rooting for Runa. And it is actually about this girl who has, um, whom in India that, and she has um, advanced hydrocephaly. So hydrocephaly is when there's extra fluid in your brain and it pushes pressure on your brain, causing a lot of different developmental issues. So her head, it, like a normal size head for a baby, is fairly small compared to their body. But for her, her head weighs more than her entire body does. And I, when I saw this movie at first on Netflix, I was like, oh my gosh, that head is huge. And they were actually talking about how she went through a lot of treatment and how she was also super famous when she was when the story came out i think it was in 2015 i do remember t remember something about this but they just released a documentary on it netflix just did so i'm really intrigued i was really intrigued to watch this and to kind of learn a little bit more about her condition so there are in the movie it actually said that there are around 9.4 million children every year that are born with birth defects I'm sorry if it's not correct. You guys can check when, when you guys watch the end of the documentary yourselves. But there are a lot of kids that are born, born with birth defects. Some are born with heart defects. Some, some aren't. Some are born with um, maybe like smaller lungs or a smaller brain or even attached to one another. And there are all these different things, like dwarfism too is another one. Like there's so many different birth defects that kind of ha occur. And when we, when us people in our lives, like decide to have a kid, we're like, oh my gosh, we, this baby's going to be healthy and normal. And when you give birth to that baby and it isn't true that they're normal and that you they'll have to lead a difficult life, you start crying and you think... I've heard of a lot of people think, is it my fault that they're like this? Why do my genetics have to do this to them? I don't want this to happen to them. And of course, no parent wants their child to be, I'm sorry, no child wants their parent to be sick or tired or ill. No one wants that. And it's just really difficult to watch her with such a huge head. She has her head is 65 inches we're not talking centimeters here inches and that is equivalent to oh, i don't even know hold on let's let's find out let's find out i'm trying to like figure this out but i can't use any device right now okay wait i have something here hold on okay let's find out what is 65 inches in centimeters Okay, so it says 165.1 centimeters. I was gonna guess 100 centimeters, but that's like way off. But like, that's crazy to me that she was born with this birth defect. And she was born 
in probably like four hours away from Delhi, from um, Delhi in India. So she lives in, I believe she lives in Southern India, if I'm correct, but her parents essentially just live off a hand-to-mouth existence that they have enough to be able to feed her and that's it. Like, they can't possibly afford health, like, health stuff for her. And what ends up happening is, is that there's a whole bunch of different miracles that go on in this movie. And, I mean, this documentary and that she just, she just is such a fighter. And is so inspirational to me that she was willing to fight so long and so hard. So what we're going to be talking about today is, I'm sorry, I have notes on my computer. It, we're going to be talking about... Runa's journey and her and her story of being in the hospital and becoming better and we'll just kind of go over that a little bit and also her parents relationship to Runa and also kind of other things that pop up. This episode is actually going to be fairly short because this documentary is fairly short. This documentary is only about 40 minutes long. It's really short so there isn't much to cover, but I really want to emphasize the love that Runa received and how much she was just a fighter. So obviously, we wouldn't know about this story if we didn't, if there wasn't someone to tell it. And so there was actually this um, newspaper that had come over to India where Runa's father is working as a, uh, he kind of like stacks bricks, I think. I don't know exactly what his job is, but he was stacking bricks in the documentary. And there was this photographer there that was taking pictures of them building bricks. And everyone in the village judges Bruna because she's like, she's so weird and we don't know what to do with her. And so the other workers that work with Runa's dad said to the photographer, hey, you should go over and meet Runa. She is this girl that has an anomaly about her that you'll love and that will be great for you and when the photographer saw this he was stunned to the floor like he'd never seen anything like it before and I'm sorry I'm picking up something so it's like oh dear I dropped it again but he saw Runa and he was like I have to take some pictures of her so what he does is he takes some he takes three pictures of her one in Runa's dad's arms, one with Runa on the floor, and one with Runa sitting, and the mom is with her. Runa's mom's with her. And they, it was just astonishing because when the pictures were brought back by this photographer, this, the woman who was in charge of the whole newspaper was like, yes, we have to get this out. And somehow it just blew up. BuzzFeed had it, Huffington Post had it. Um, Vice News had it, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, NC, I don't even know. I don't even know if that last one's a real, real ac acronym, but you can tell. It was, it just went famous and everyone wanted to know how they could help. And with that, she got, um, they actually were able to fundraise money for Runa to be able to start having surgeries and to start having her head become smaller so that she had a better chance at life. She was two and a half at this time, just to keep in mind. She was two and a half when she started doing these surgeries. So it's astonishing for me just to hear someone so inspirational and wonderful 
have this have have this happen right i'm just amazed by her and when i was watching her like move around like her head would like be on the ground and she'd be like kicking and moving things around she can't she like tries to talk but she can't and she pretty much only moves around or like starts crying or something like that and it's i think it just breaks my heart a little bit because no kid wants i don't want no kid should have to have have to deal with something so devastating and hurtful like i know what it means to deal with something a bit more hurtful but it's not the same as runa of course but it doesn't make my experience any less and so i developed a condition called fibrous dysplasia if you guys have not listened to other some other podcast episodes or then you might have missed this gap but fibrous dysplasia is a condition where when your bone breaks instead of bone healing in between it is fibrous tissue and for me sometimes if i am doing too much physical activity and or i have i am under too much stress I will feel the tissue in my bone expand and contract and it causes a lot of pain for me and it makes me extremely like I won't stand if I have too much stress like I have to stay sitting and it's so awful sometimes because I have to miss out on some amazing experiences but I'm still I'm still here I'm still (laughs) live and kicking but Runa, she, she's on that ground, not being able to move, not being able to comprehend a lot. And it, that just hurts my heart. But she ends up going to do surgery. And there's just this whole complex procedure that she has to go through. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but I don't remember exactly. So forgive me. So what they do is actually they start with draining out the fluid in her skull first and then they start reconstructing her skull to where they'll break I think it was they break the skull and they reconstruct it so that it's smaller and that slowly over time through more and more surgeries she will be able to have as normal of a size head that she can her head would still be a bit bigger than her body but it's much better than her head being like double the size double the weight of her body you know what I Do you understand what I mean? I guess, you know why? Why do I ask that on camera? Like, I ask myself that question. Do you understand what I mean? And I'm like, of course I understand what I mean. Why wouldn't I understand what I mean? I'm saying it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I do that all the time too. But when it comes to her, she actually went through five surgeries in Delhi. And she only needed one more. But unfortunately, they had to wait more time out because she... Um, what was it? I'm trying to remember. She, um, her parents decided not to have the last surgery. And then more and more time went on and she started growing. But she was doing so much better. Her head was probably, I think, at least, I'm trying to remember, like, at least, uh, it was half, it was a little more than half the size it was. And that's insane. That means she could actually sit up and actually be able to sit up for a short period of time and she was able to walk a little bit well not walk but she could like mumble some things and she wouldn't she like tried to talk but she couldn't but she was making so much more progress because there wasn't all that pressure being exerted on her brain and her just trying to survive 
And like, even everyone like had a media storm about this. And I was thinking to myself, God, Runa is, is it such a fighter? Five surgeries and she's still alive and kicking and she's just enjoying herself so much. And even kids, that's, even when she was planning to go to school, she, I think she was like four and a half, four and a half, five and four and a half, five years old when she was considering on taking Runa to school at that, um, at one point because she was finally starting to get better. And they kind of just continued living their lives. The parents, they talked about the relationship and how people didn't like them and that people believed that this um, Runa was a punishment from God and that they should have given Runa right away, but they chose not to. And I don't know why you would consider a kid a curse. I never, no matter what my kid looks like or how they are, I'll love them. I will love them with all of my heart. And I wouldn't want to abandon them if I, if, if I can make the means to do it. And as long as I'm able to, I would. And what I mean by that is that as long as I'm not being forced to give my kid away, I'll, they'll stay with me. I don't care. They'll stay with me. And I'll do whatever it takes to give them the best life I can. And that's exactly what Runa's family is doing, her parents. And for a long time, it was just Runa. Until... I think Runa was about five and a half. Yeah, and her younger brother was born. And he was born completely normal. Just, and the two of them were always like little mischief makers. I thought found it cute because I was, I was a really bad kid when I was younger. And I always would play mischief or like get mad at people or like, it wasn't good, but like I would always be like sneaking around making jokes, and I still do that now. But I'm I'm a lot better about my attitude because you know you learn, you lo- you grow, you learn. And with Rona and her brother, it's just it was just so much fun and so sweet to see Rona laughing and smiling and so happy. And everyone was starting to pressure Rona's parents about her having her last surgery. So they decide to take her to Delhi again and take her to Delhi and to have her examined because she actually, I think, yeah, she fell off of a bed and she had hit her head. And of course, since her head's so large, there was a lot of concern. But luckily, from CT scans, there was no anomalies found from her from her falling, so she was fine. But they also returned her back again to see if she could have her last surgery because even though her head was half the size one more surgery could actually give her a decent chance at living a normal life and being able to at least somewhat walk and somewhat talk and for her that's such a big advancement like if we try to think about our lives now and how we've always been able to do the things that we've been able to do we can't imagine being able to not do the things that we can I, I guess the best way to explain it is like, like I've always, we've always known how to, how to walk. Like we had the ability to walk from a young age. Well, imagine if you didn't. Imagine if you had to push off that for so long. What would life have been like? We don't know what the actual answer is. And there are definitely people out there who have had delays and have had birth defects and that have to deal with things that we never would. Like I developed fibrous dysplasia when I was eight. Th- this wasn't what I was born with. I I was a pretty, I was a really happy kid and just grew up 
grew up flourishing and Runa's parents still have to make it through such a long journey and they decided I feel like for me at least when I found out that they didn't want to do the surgery and they wanted to wait and wait and wait they wanted to continue waiting it out I thought to myself maybe they don't want to do it because they're scared of Runa losing Runa on the surgery table which is 100% possible there's no impossibility of it not happening of course with her being such a young age and her brain still developing and all the fluid that's in her head of course there are plenty of risks but then again if you don't well she could die then she could die sooner and it was this whole back and forth kind of thing with her with runa she eventually her parents eventually decided on having her have her last surgery but when they went to delhi they actually found out that um they found out that runa had chicken pox and i was just like wow i was like huh here's the thing i don't know what chicken pox is like i know what it is like i've heard of it like you have spots all over you and stuff like that but i don't actually know what it is and but they actually waited for runa to heal from the chicken pox before they would have surgery so they pushed off her surgery for a month and they were like now she's a month away from having from from having a chance to be a normal kid and it was just so wonderful and gratifying to watch that and when you see runa just so happy and you could just imagine her just being a kid but the thing is she we found out later that she ended up dying. I'm sorry. She ended up dying a couple weeks later, before and it was right before her last surgery. And her mom was wailing, crying, asking everyone to leave because she she didn't want to. She didn't. She wanted to handle Runa's death by herself. Sorry. I just this movie, this documentary, I was crying the whole time I think I cried at the end because I was like oh my gosh this girl who worked so hard to get to where she is I'm so sorry about the little bump sometimes I like bump into things and noise kind of comes out so forgive me on that and when I saw her being carried in in a in a that in like one of those um like holders for a baby not even a coffin it was just like she was wrapped in a cloth and she was blessed and then she was carried out with this like a um, gurney kind of like a gurney and it was so hard because the dad said well if it's it's considered to be bad luck if i cry if i cry because the the tears that we that we shed the dead can feel so I try not to cry for my daughter and it was so hard because the mom was like I can still see Runa in my dreams and that she's happy and smiling and that she's just there and I'll and I miss her so much but I in my head I also thought to myself she's probably also thinking I have this I still have a son to raise and that I still have so much love to give to this kid and that Runa will always forever be a part of people's world and that she'll always forever be a part of my heart and 
it was just really hard to watch it. I'll be honest with you, and I just, I'm already crying right now. Gosh, I'm sorry. I, it, this one, this one really was going to get me, and I knew it. It's just like, I came into this knowing I would cry, because <laughs> it's just so hard, but knowing that she can fight at such a young age doesn't mean that anyone could, and that you fight for a better life, and that the health that you have does not define who you are. And Runa definitely teaches us teaches us a thing or two. And I love her, respect her, and everything that she wa- was and is now. Because she is such an inspiration, I at least to me. Because her love transcends so many different things. And love always does. And that her family knew that she needed a better life and that they fought for it as long as they could, as hard as they could. And I still wonder to myself sometimes, if they ended up having the surgery sooner, would she have survived? Would she have not? There's always those ifs or could-haves and maybes, but we won't know because she already passed away. She passed away 2016, and we won't know the answer, but We'll always have her story. And now that Netflix actually immortalized it, at least we'll all know how to help kids with birth defects, especially kids who live in poor poor areas, and that they deserve help. They deserve to be normal, and they deserve lots of love. This is pretty much the end of the episode. I, as you saw, I had a really hard time with this episode because it's... It's not long. There's not a lot of details to it, but it's definitely tear-jerking and it's but it shows the reality of what happens to these kids who have birth, birth defects and that a lot of help is needed to be able to help treat these kids and to recognize them. So, yeah. That is another end of the episode of Colleague in Circumstances. I hope you guys enjoyed this video and definitely had some tissues next to you, I hope. <laughs> and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Mwah.